Hello everyone and welcome back to another edition of BD Radio. We are into our first episode of 2020, well technically our second episode of 2021. We had to delete the first episode of 2021 because it descended into absolute anarchy because Danny had a really bad opinion and I challenged her on it and then because she's like, what's an animal that fights when it gets backed into a corner and can't change her mind? Descended into an argument, and I said, the people can't hear this. They hold us on a pedestal. They can't hear us fight. So, you know, when you hear your mum and dad fight, that'd be like the kids, the clients. They'd be like, we don't like hearing mum and dad fight. So we had to delete it. But we're back now. And we'll try not to fight. And we'll try not to fight. But (laughs) we asked our members and Instagram followers for some questions and got some good ones. So we're basically going to jump straight into that. But... Uh, no, nah, no, but let's jump straight into that. Okay. The first question comes from one of our members and it is how to lose weight without getting hungry. Well, the question was how to lose lots of weight without getting hungry. Dan, what would you say to that? Me first? Yeah, you go first. All right. So the first thing we'd probably focus on is making sure we have enough protein in our diet. So protein is the most satiating macronutrient. So the more protein you have, the fuller you will feel. Also, our bodies are made up of a lot of water. So we need to make sure that we are always hydrated. So quite often people will go to food when they're actually seeking hydration. And we do get some hydration through our food. However, we're not always hungry. Um, When we think we are, often we're dehydrated. So that's my two go-tos. But one thing I also did want to mention um, with people that are wanting to lose a little bit of weight a lot well yeah that's true this person the question actually was how to lose a lot of weight you will be hungry yes yeah so (laughs) like be comfortable with being uncomfortable well it's not massively hungry but it depends like it depends on your time frame so you're like let's say it's 30 kgs a lot of weight so i'd like to lose 30 kgs by the end of this year and you break it down and it's a few kilos a month like you can get away with not being very hungry. But if you said, I wanted to lose 30 kgs by July, you're like, all right, well, that's pretty drastic. So, you know, like drastic goals re- require pretty drastic changes. So it it really depends on the timeline and how quickly you'd like to do it. Like we always prefer a slower approach. Yeah. Works well for the client because they're not uncomfortable all the time. Um, and I mean, it works better for your like hormones and and your body and just your general feeling as well it's a lot more of an enjoyable process mental health yeah for sure so um it's sort of like a bit of a reframing and the question you kind of need to ask yourself is like well how uncomfortable am i willing to be if i'm not willing to be that uncomfortable then i'll take a slower approach yeah but i think for weight loss you need to accept that you will be a little bit uncomfortable yeah it's a controlled Um, starvation really like you are starving your body of the fuel it needs to maintain its current weight. Yeah. So it uses its, you know, fat its stores. Reserves. Yeah. yeah. So, and also people um, are so used to feeling not satiated, but overfull, like stuffed. Yeah. Like, and people really enjoy that feeling. So getting used to actually just being satisfied with a meal rather than overindulging every meal. So to some people, like that is uncomfortable for people. So... Mm. Yeah, that is what some people would consider feeling hungry. 
correct? Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day as well, change is uncomfortable for everyone because it's hard because you're going out of your way. You can't just like, nothing's automatic. So you will have to think about it a bit more. You will have to question yourself like, am I actually hungry here or am I just used to eating? So it's sort of like you really open up a can of worms when it's like, am I hungry or not? And you need to take the time to learn you know, when you are actually hungry and when you're just used to eating. You know, with our nutrition clients, we get um, lots of snackers. You know, yeah. snacks at 11, snacks at 3, and it's like, you know, and the question we ask is, are you actually hungry there? Or from a young age, like primary school, are you just used to eating at 11 because that was morning tea? Yeah. Are you in the habit of eating or do you actually need this food? Because for a lot of people, I'm... Um, Look, like I look at your food diary and I'm like you've had a good breakfast and then you've had it at a desk for three hours like I don't know if you need a morning tea and they're like oh yeah you're right I probably don't you know so there's a little bit of that to play in as well yeah but long answer you will be a little bit hungry short answer you will be a little bit hungry it just sort of depends on how hungry you'd like to be um, especially when you're training as well and this is another factor that we haven't mentioned like if you want to continue to improve your performance in the gym don't be too drastic with your like calorie slashing and basically with your nutrition like you still want to be able to feel good feel strong fuel recover repair all that stuff without feeling like a walking corpse yeah and i mean it just it's not very sustainable to feel that way especially when you've got kids which most of our um clients do there's nothing worse than, you know, like trying to juggle a toddler or an energetic two, three, four-year-old and just feeling like a zombie, absolute nightmares sort of stuff. So take it easy, take it slow, but um, keep an eye on results as well so that you are actually still making progress. Like just because you're patient doesn't mean that you're stagnant. That's a big thing as well. So hopefully we've covered that one for you. Um, and a few people who may have also had the same question. You're about to get the... No, I wasn't. I'm moving on. The moving, moving on hand signal. That's my 2021 resolution. Don't waffle. All right. This is a good one. It's something we talk about a lot. Stress and exercise. What are the do's and don'ts? Ooh, you start with this one. Okay. So we'll just frame the question a bit more. The person who asked this question has a really demanding job. Um, yeah, and we all deal with a lot of stress in our lives in, in different ways but her stress comes from her career so it's like okay how can we use exercise in the gym or healthy practices to help combat that stress that's basically the question and you know you can extrapolate this to anything like I've got stressful kids or I've got stressful partner whatever it is you can use the stuff that we're going to talk about today to kind of help with that my first one is is that everyone needs to understand that like stress is stress there's sort of no such thing to your body as good stress and bad stress like it's still stress mentally there's such a thing as good stress and bad stress but if you are just i am about to snap and then you go and smash a workout like that could be the last straw that breaks the camel's back and you might get injured or you might just have like just an you know you might get a little bit emotional as well but like it's not like if I've had a shocking day or a shocking week or month, if I go in and do some heavy back squats, it's going to make it all better. That's not how it works. It could make it worse. Most of the time with like clients who 
you come in and they tell us they're like, I've just had an absolute week from hell. And this happened with a PT client last week. And I said, okay, we're just going to move. Yesterday we had one actually. Someone came in like after a really rough morning in the uh, office. Yes, 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 true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, God, I've just had the day from hell. Everyone's up my bum and I'm just like, I don't even want to be here. And it's like, cool, we are just you're going to move and make sure that you leave in a better space than when you came. And that means lowering the intensity, just getting the heart rate slightly up, stretching a bit, like taking it easy, having a chat. Like those are the sessions that you need to be doing if stress is like quite high. What you don't need to be doing is cranking the ACDC blowing yourself up on the air bike and then smashing 100 kettlebell swings yeah just not required i was just i'm trying to get in here but he just won't stop talking guys i'm sorry (laughs) he's on a roll and he's not letting me in um one thing i will say is exercise that's like your last point about like smashing yourself i think that's what people think when they think stress and exercise they associate like the really intense in, endorphin rush like yeah, the yeah, hit, yeah 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 the hit addicts where it's like i just have to get my heart rate up and get the endorphins every time yeah um whereas if you kind of change this in your mind to be stress and movement rather than stress and exercise mm. um i think that is a lot better so movement is essential when people are stressed sometimes they're like no nah, i can't do anything i'm just I'm so highly strung at the moment. I just need to do this. Whereas a little bit of movement actually would help. So both physically and mentally. So we know that any type of movement releases good endorphins. You don't need to smash yourself in in the gym. Yeah. Going for a walk around the block could assist there. Mm -hmm. Um, And also people that are sitting at a desk all day are getting tight. Yeah. How many people do we see like with tight hips? Like hip flexors are huge, yeah, their backs. So just actually moving. Necks get tight as well. Yeah. So movement rather than exercise, I'd say, is a really big do. Mm. Um, The don'ts, I'd say, are more like move away from the high intensity type work um, when you are really highly strung because you're just not in the right headspace. So you're probably not thinking the way you'd usually be thinking. You'd probably do things you wouldn't usually do. Um, so steer clear of that kind of stuff, especially if you're doing stuff in the gym by yourself without a coach. Yeah, for sure. I think a simple kind of question you can ask yourself is like, as you're going into a session, if you don't have the coach there to help kind of regulate you, is like, am I going to be able to recover from this session? So like, am I in a state where I'm going to have a good rest, like restful night's sleep? I'm hydrated. I've got time to cook my tea or am i just i'm coming in here and i'm just go 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 like what does my body need right now yeah does it need to just you know take a breather have a stretch do some light stuff stuff that makes you feel good stuff that's easy i think is a point often missed like oh um let's use an example like an idea for someone to run 5k might be an absolute like oh my god that is going to be so hard but for someone else, it's like, that'll just be easy. I'll put my headphones in, podcast on, whatever, a BD radio. And then it's like, you know, that's cruisy. That's stress-free for them. But for someone else to come into the gym and um, learn how to do a squat for the first time ever, that's stressful. Yeah. They I was might about need a say, yoga class. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Something that they know, something that they're comfortable with. Yeah. I was actually speaking to your uncle um, a few days ago on the weekend about our ability, everyone's lost the ability to kind of trust themselves and how they're feeling. 
So, like, there is no do's and don'ts that are, you know, acceptable for everybody across the board. It is so unique and independent to the individual um, that we, we need to kind of move away from society says, you know, mm-hmm. when you're stressed, do this. When you're tired, do this. When you're hungry, do this. Yeah, just blanket rules. Yeah, there are no blanket rules. Everyone is so different and it's what you need at that time. We're learning that with the nutrition program. Like I had um, someone start uh, yesterday and they were like, oh, so, you know, how does the 12 weeks work? I'm like, honestly, I don't have an like I don't have any idea yet. You know, like think of it as like personal training for your food where it's like until I have information on what you're currently doing now and we start everyone off with the food diary like i don't know what we're gonna do yet yeah we like, don't know we don't know what yeah, you're doing yeah i you know i need to know the lay of the land before i know where to build the house like let's just assess and gather the information and then we'll go from there yeah um hopefully that sort of helps your question like i guess the take home is yeah and also with movement. this person yeah you go like, sorry you are at the advantage of you do personal training, which is good because we see how you feel and we adapt the session for you. And we also have like more knowledge on you as a person compared to yeah. So compared else. to someone else who's really really stressed um, and tries to manage that all themselves, like we we're saying, um, someone that just goes to the gym and tries to smash themselves without the coach—that's a lot more dangerous. Which we've all done as well. Yeah. So. Given that you are in a controlled environment, we kind of adjust that for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for one of our clients who's a class client, all you'd need to do is just let us know. Yeah, yell out. Yeah, because I won't tell you to put weight on the bar or go faster or anything like that. So just... Or you won't get told off for having a drink. Yeah, that too. Get to that (laughs) later. Um, Okay, so hopefully that answers your question. Um, In a nutshell... Movement, yes. Something that's easy, something that you can definitely recover from would be my three. Would you add anything to that or happy with that? No, I think you stole some of that off me. So Didn't though, but we're agreeing today, which is positive. All right. <laughs> now, next question. How do I adjust my routine to part-time office and part-time working from home? I'll come back to that one. I've skipped a question, but we can come back to it. So adjusting the routine. Basically, like I would set up if it was me, I mean, and there's so many other factors to this, like external factors like, um, you know, kids, work, your commute, all that stuff. But in an ideal world, I would try and train on the days that I'm home because then I can cook my meals and everything. But again, this all depends on the person. And then I would try and do some kind of like activity on the way to the office as a one, like I might jump off the tram a little bit earlier, have a walk, blah, blah, blah. But I would be doing all of my preparation and hard stuff on the days that I'm home. That would be my go. But like, it depends on your schedule if that's actually going to be feasible for you. Like if you're doing a Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the office or how your days are set up. Yeah. Are they consecutive days? Yeah, for sure. But like, I mean, at the end of the day, I wouldn't overthink it. Like, it's just the same as normal. Like, prep your food as you normally would, you know, train as you normally would, and then, like, it'll fall into place. Like, you'll start to notice that, oh, it's hard to 
cook my dinner on a Tuesday because I've worked Monday, Tuesday, and maybe I haven't had time, so I'm going to just cook extra on Sunday, have leftovers. Like, you'll, you'll learn what works and what doesn't, basically, after a couple of weeks. Yeah, it is, change is hard, so we've had, like, a long period of time at home where we have had so much flexibility sometimes i actually think the structure really helps a lot of um, our clients so going back in um, will often assist especially with stuff like your neat like your your movement outside of exercise so like your steps like people are commuting um, to and from work which will Mm -hmm. help assist you um, and often make you feel better compared to working at home and you know just waking up and sitting moving to the lounge room yeah, um, and sitting there for eight or the, hours. Or the dinner table. And, yeah, yeah, so probably the most common changes we see would be session times. So obviously you can't always, you don't have the flexibility to train whatever time you like. Um, so you might need to head back to those um, sessions you used to do pre-COVID. So generally speaking, that's earlier mornings or later in the evening. Yeah, for sure. Oh. I would just say take like a two-week, three-week snapshot, write down what's good, what's not, and then just slowly try and make a couple of changes more to the what's good. Okay, now I skip this one. We'll come back to it. What we would recommend to do to manage stress levels. You go first. You're the stress head of the two of us. I bite my nails. That's how I manage my stress levels. Ben does bite his nails and (laughs) it really bothers me. Yeah. (laughs) Which adds to your stress levels. It does because I can hear, I can hear like the skin going. No, you can't. You have to be Ant-Man to hear that. It is revolting. All right, off you go. Um, (laughs) Stress. So obviously everyone handles stress um, differently and we know a lot of people do handle that through um, movement or exercise. Both are good. Um, I'd say movement is more vital than exercise, as I said for one of the other questions when in the do's and don'ts. Um, eating well plays a really big role. So, like, I know that I'm more irritable when I'm hungry <laughs> or if I felt like I haven't eaten... Um, really good quality food. To your like normal if, levels. If, yeah, if I'm... Like when we're on holidays? Yeah, like Our on clients holidays. Know this. If we're we ha- don't do holidays well. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm having like more like Processed refined, foods. yeah, refined high sugar foods, like I just don't feel as good. And like that is fact. That's not me making it up um, in my head. So eating better makes me feel better, which makes me change my behaviors yep. that reflect that. Um, so you're more likely to do things that support that. So we always say to our nutrition clients, um, you know, sometimes we have people that have never exercised as a nutrition client and then we add some movement in there and they're like, oh, I like I actually want to eat something of better quality after doing the exercise because I feel like that's what my body wants. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously movement and food are really big for me. Um, a lot of people find and movement can be anything guys it can be like yoga pilates running cycling running yeah yeah playing at the park having yeah. a kick oh, and i was about to say shake it up like mm. things like we do like as a family shake it up or change it up oh, either, either shake one. it up i think you can shake it up all right oh never heard that no <laughs> <laughs> okay shake it up 
I think you can shake it up. I'm just saying that I'm because you've sure. got your protein shaker here so people can hear you like a big <laughs> muscle-bound pregnant lady uh, drinking her protein. That's a bit funny. But like do things you enjoy. That That's what helps people um, kind of relax if you're doing something that you really enjoy. So think about what you enjoy. Do you enjoy reading a book? Do you, yep. you know, do you enjoy catching up it's with like, a friend at a cafe? Like, go back, go back to the things that you know make you feel good. Yeah, it's not the for same sure. for everybody. It's probably something that we lose as adults, and this is you know, like a broader discussion. But who plays anymore? Yeah, like playtime, and you know, obviously we're not kids, and we don't have every hour of the day to do whatever we want. But like, just spending twenty minutes a day on a hobby, like everyone's got that time. Yeah, and it's a time at the end of the day that you just help you unwind and you know just chill out is something that i've gotten into a bit lately which is good much to the chagrin of danielle who thinks i should be hanging the wash in or something i was about but to I say i try and do it at good times i'm still learning i'm still learning the best times to do it who thinks it's acceptable for ben to sit down and play his guitar while oh. i am doing the housework no that was heavily pregnant i didn't know you were doing the housework you should have said, I'm doing housework, and I would have stopped immediately and been like, oh, cool, I better help. But I, I thought we were chilling. Next minute I get there, do oh, you yeah. think it's fair? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, I you don't think, think it's fair. Chilling. I should have known. I thought we were chilling. I was in the we kitchen. Were, we weren't chilling. Well, chilling. <laughs> anyway, so managing stress, and it's something that I've um, changed my mind, or not changed my mind, but I've changed my approach to this a lot like we manage stress by doing things that are like positive for our health so if it's cooking a nice meal if it's training in the gym whereas i think a lot of people manage stress by having a drink or treating themselves like our version of treating ourselves is to do something positive for us so yeah, and I'm not saying like, oh, there's Ben and Danny. Like, yeah, training makes you feel good. Like, but that's something that it took me a long time to kind of grasp, is because, you know, I I would treat myself by, you know, eating junk food or whatever it is. But it's something over the course of you know years now that I've sort of changed my approach to. Like, my idea of a good time is cutting up some watermelon and watching the footy which is sad isn't it everyone else just shed a tear (laughs) you know but just something that i know i'm like and it makes me feel better because i know i'm not negatively impacting my health which i spend 99 percent of my time trying to do so why would the stuff that makes me feel good take me away from what it is i'm trying to achieve yeah take you away from your goal yeah exactly it doesn't make any sense but anyway, like everyone... Very logical of oh, you, Oh, look out. Very wise. Oh. But I think like everyone has that realisation at different times and it won't happen overnight, but it's something that we all should be trying to move towards, in my opinion, is like stress out outlets that like positively impact our health, not negatively. Yeah. And most people, you're right, the outlets are negative. Yeah. Yeah. So drinking, smoking, drugs. Yep. Um, Junk food. Yeah, food, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, hopefully we've answered that one. Okay, all right, this is your question. I'm going to let you answer this because it's something that you'll be going through in a month. Special Danny question. You are the pregnancy expert in here. Yes. Improving core strength after having a baby. Oh, I love it. Um, First of all, you want to make sure that you are in the right 
physical condition and mental before you start anything. So like the first thing that happens when we get someone returning from having a baby is we would say, have first of all, have you had your six-week checkup? Has the doctor said you're okay to go? And then we'd also recommend seeing a physio because um, your health is your number one priority. Not only that, just to interrupt, tell the story of what happened when we went to your six-week checkup and why we recommend a physio. Okay, yep. So my six-week checkup after Mia... It was a six-week chat-up. There was no check. <laughs> there was there was no check. Oh, she did take my blood pressure, I think. So what? She, you could have done that at home. You know how to um, take blood pressure. YouTube could have taught you how to do that. Yeah, it was very much... And look, I think it's an important part of it. Obviously, our mental health is huge. Um, and the awareness is very much there now with postnatal depression. Which is excellent. Which is fantastic. Yeah. So when I went for my six-week checkup, they did very well at making sure that I was feeling okay. Um, they asked all the right questions about, you know, if I, if I was happy, if I was mm. crying, if, yeah, if I was managing, mm. um, all that. Um, but there was no physical check. So the reason I bring this up is just because the question is related to core strength. Yeah. Yeah. So there was no physical checkup. So if you are not comfortable with the feedback you've received from your professionals, and that's any professional, mm-hmm. um, then we always advise people to seek further advice. So like I didn't feel comfortable starting to do things in the gym after that checkup. So I booked an independent um appointment with an obstetrician which we're very very much lucky um that we know yeah Yeah, that we know people so I booked in for an appointment with her um just to make sure I was comfortable and my body was ready to recommence doing things in in the gym speaking of stress like am I ready to handle that exercise stress without breaking down or getting injured yeah so just to make sure everything was in check before I even started Whereas often I find mums are very like, I need my body back, like, and just kind of want to jump straight back into it without um, doing all, all the checks and balances, which are really, really important. Like your body has just been through so much. It's hard though, right? Like I'm not a runner at all. And as soon as I do a soft tissue injury, like all I want to do is run. Like yeah. I can only imagine that, you know, and I saw you go through, like I never appreciated how much recovery was involved after the actual baby like yeah. it's, it's a long time and it would be hard because all you can focus on is what you used to be able to do yeah. you know i used to be able to do a millions hit ups and run 10k and do all this and now it's like i have to do planks you yeah. know i can just slowly build it up again and i was about to say there are a lot of different factors as well so like there is no blanket rule for returning after having a baby yeah. there are no safe exercises because everybody is, is at different. a different stage yeah. like some people have muscle separation some people don't some people are feeding some people don't like yeah. it's like it's so individual so first making sure that you are physically able um, to come back into the gym is step number one um, step number two is yeah be kind to yourself don't always think quality over quantity people um, can get a little bit ahead of themselves and just want to smash themselves in the gym. Yeah, or get a little bit overexcited as well, like I'm back, how good. Yeah, Yeah, like you still have to leave the gym and have a whole day feeding a baby, you're up at night, 
that, that affects your recovery. So don't expect to be able to do the sessions you were doing beforehand um, afterwards when you're up feeding a baby three times a night. Like, Yep. I, you know, and it's interesting you're talking about the mindset. Like, I think that's the hardest part is not the actual physical stuff, but you almost basically have to close the book on you as an athlete to that stage. And then it's like, all right, chapter one, like new story. Yeah, start like, again. Yeah, starting again and try not to focus on, you know, I used to be able to lift these weights and train this many times and sort of just launch straight into it because... Yeah. At like at the end of the day, you'll break down and then it'll just take you longer anyway to get back exactly. there. Exactly. So trusting how you feel. Like I know I've seen mums come back in here and, yeah, just want to do a little bit too much too soon. And it, it just slows the process down, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to catch a cold straight away because mm. you're not having that recovery. You don't have the same recovery. Yeah. Um, so you can't expect to do the same thing. So that's huge. In terms of course strength um, in particular, same thing. It's quality. Okay. So like you're not going to want to – let's use an example of a plank. Oh, I used to be able to do a two-minute plank. Well, we're not going to be looking to do a two-minute plank. We're going to be looking at quality 10-second planks. It's like how can I build that back up? Um so it's always quality stuff. Quite often physios give um, core routines as well. So if you go to see a physio after you have a baby, um, then they will give you some exercises for you to perform both inside and outside um, the gym, which we here at BD will help you incorporate. Like yeah, even sure. if you are in our classes, we've had a lot of women who come back, um, just adjust their warm-up a little bit so that they – are getting that quality so they can see the improvement in their core strength a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, so what you basically said there as well, you can pretty much take away the after childbirth and apply that to anyone who trains in the gym ever, like quality over quantity, like make sure you're doing it right, don't hurt yourself, and the slow way is actually the fast way. Yeah, like, well, definitely I've seen so many mums try and go too hard too soon. Yeah. For sure. And it, yeah, I mean, I'm, I get injured all the time. Who am I to talk about taking it easy? But yes, that is the way to do it. Do as we say, not as we do, guys. Or me. You're pretty... Also, you, you're you're, right you've never it. been up feeding a baby. I mean, you are good at helping, but you don't have the goods. I was watching the Cricket World Cup when me was feeding. <laughs> I was up. Just not feeding. All right. Next question, and I threw this in there because it's been a topic of discussion in the gym. A few clients have asked me this week, and they always find my answer rather amusing. What do clients do in the gym that annoys you? <laughs> you, you can go. You can go first. I was about to just say, one thing, the main thing, because okay. obviously there's a few, and was, people will be like, "Oh, that's annoying," and like we're talking about things that like not like oh when people do a fart or like oh when people burp like that's like personal stuff i'm talking about like actual training stuff where you're like god like why are you doing that that's dumb yeah don't hurt anyone's feelings is what i'm well, saying i'm not hurting you i'm not like you no i tend to call it when i see it don't i <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say you've got a very long list yeah, Pe- yeah. people think that uh, people you think I'm the, are I'm like the, the cool ones. yeah the cool cucumber pretty, just, pretty chilled i just hide it better than you the stuff that annoys you is ridiculous yeah um this one isn't though 
this isn't ridiculous. My what annoys me in the gym, my number one thing. Okay. What do you want to go first? No, you, you go first because I'm actually interested in yours because I've never asked you before. Oh, mine's actually really boring. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what, what is it then? Well, Losing listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really, really boring. It's just me in general, I guess. I, I just don't like when people are late. Like, yeah. if this is important to you, for goodness sake, get here on time. Yeah, actually, that annoys me as well. Um, yeah, I'm a time person. I don't know. It's just with everything. It's not just Your gym family's sessions. like that, though. It's like, oh, we'll be there at 12, and it's like 12, ding dong, yeah. on the dot. And as I get older, I respect it. Well, and I, I prefer it, yeah. to be honest. I'm um, waiting around with my thumb up my bum for my family. I'll see you at 12, 12.30, not here. I'm like, well, have I been in a crash? Oh, we're just getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does depend how you've been brought up. Like, I was always brought up to be on time. I think um, I was brought up that like that's respecting other people's time too so like by yep. you being on time that's saying to the other person who's waiting for you yep um that i'm not trying to waste your time yeah that their time is important yep. too so and because obviously we run our our lives run on a calendar like, like we're by appointment classes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're by appointment so obviously yep. time is very important to me yeah so sorry about that boring one no one does anything no no actually, well yeah i've become stricter on the time i used to be like oh at least they're here now i'm like no nah, if you are consistently doing it and you know who you are <coughs> adam and jenna <laughs> <laughs> but you know i'm just like guys come on it, it's always the people who live closest yeah, that's true. Because they roll out of bed at, you know, whatever time. They're like, oh, I can get there in a couple of minutes. And they realize that, you know, actually it takes a longer than a couple of minutes. But, yeah. Um, I I used to not be a time person. And obviously being in this industry, you can't just rock up to your sessions whenever you like. So now I'm pretty – I think I'm pretty good. I used to be bad. Yeah. You blew up one day when we were dating, do you remember? Early days. And I was like, shit, I better not be late. <laughs> better not be late anymore. Well, what does your mum call me? What do you... Um... Hitler. No. <laughs> she says I'm a, I'm a hard marker. Oh, yeah. Hard but marker. that's because she's the softest marker in the business. <laughs> Love you, mum. All right. My one is drinking water in the middle of a workout. Now, let me be specific. I, I don't think, I, I think don't everyone mean, could have guessed this. I don't... No, that's because I blow up when people do it. Oh, dead set. Like, I can't get people to drink water the other three of the other 23 hours of the day and they come into the gym and it's like they're the hydration champion of the world (laughs) like have a drink in between your sets no problem drink you know like you've got two minutes to rest in between a heavy set of whatever you're doing cool have a sip as soon as i start the clock at you know our conditioning here goes from eight to 15 minutes max (laughs) Sometimes 23 hours and 45 minutes of the day, (laughs) you drink to your heart's content. If I see people like have a break in their eight minutes to have a drink, I'm like, what are we doing? You are not thirsty. Like this is the 10 minutes of the day. I need you to have a dip. (laughs) And you're over there like skull and water. It's like Aquaman, settle down and get back on the air bike. (laughs) Just wait until the end, for God's sake. And I was like, I'm thirsty. No, you're not. You want a break. So take three deep breaths and get yourself back out on the run. Wow, guys. Who, who's going to be it. next to take a drink ne- in the gym? The next person who takes a drink in the class is getting burpees because oh, I've had so enough. that's so funny. 
And you know what? You can always tell if Mia's not sleeping well is because I like get extra sh- extra shitty about it. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. So we all better put their drink bottles down before I throw it out the roller door. But we're so we're super welcome in here. Anyway, we're super nice and you're like easy going here at BD Fitness, just as long as you don't drink from your water bottle in the minutes of the ten minute time block of the day where we need the heart rates up a little bit. I've just realised why some of the clients ask me if they can have a drink. It's because they're... And I appreciate the consideration. <laughs> I, I would rather you ask and be sure rather oh, than goodness. take a punt and get your head ripped off. Goodness me. Take note. Yeah, no drinks in class. No, no drinks in the conditioning. Okay. Bring your water to class. I love it. Hydration important. Not in conditioning, it's not. You can wait. I don't care if it's 40 degrees. You Like, if you drink in... In the workouts, too late anyway. You should already be hydrated. This is true. Yeah. That's a good good point. Yeah. Anyway, we can talk about hydration another time. We've gone... <laughs> well, we haven't really gone over time, but anyway. We're back on the podcast train. We'll have plenty more coming out, hopefully, every week. So, hope everyone has a good week. As always, if you've got any questions that you'd like us to answer or anything that we do in the gym that annoys you, we'd love to hear it because I'm in the business oh, of not annoying cool anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everyone right on the page. What Actually, you know what? Don't. We don't. No, no, don't. We don't want to open that can I, of worms because otherwise it'll great. hurt my feelings. That, I feel <laughs> oh, like ben everyone... Oh, Ben does this. Oh, Ben does that. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be a really good conversation in our members group. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.